You are listening to the Foamy Heads Podcast, where we discuss craft beer and anything else that accompanies a glass. It is the Foamy Heads hanging out this evening, afternoon, whenever it is you're deciding to listen to us. Mitch and Rich hanging out on the mics today. That's right. Mitch? I'm here. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going great, man. It's good to get back into drinking some beers, talking about it, and you know, the craft is ever-changing, yeah. so uh, I'm looking forward to what we've got today. It's, I think it's going to be good. Um, so just as kind of to preface, uh, we are drinking three beers today. I have only had two of them. Mm. So the last one that we're going to get to is something that obviously you have not had, but I have not had either. So I think it's going to be a good time today. We're going to be drinking Hawaiian brews because I just got back from the big island, Kona, Hawaii, mm. and uh, got a chance to visit quite a few breweries while I was there. Ooh. And I think um, they they definitely do beers different. Yeah. I've always been curious about Hawaii and their craft beer scene since how many miles away? 1,500? I, the mileage, I, I don't actually know, but it is a long-ass <laughs> flight. I think we took three legs. We went from Nashville to uh, Seattle, and that was probably a good four and a half hours. Wow. And then from... Uh, Seattle, we, we took from Seattle just to somewhere else really quickly. It just kind of puddle jumped over. And then from there all the way to Hawaii was another five, five and a half hours. So all in all, it was about 12 hours of flying. Goodness. Plus layovers uh. and all that. So, I mean, we basically left early in the morning and got there with the five-hour time change because they're five hours earlier than we are oh, here, yeah. in, here right. in Tennessee. So uh, we did get some of that time back. Mm. But it's still an entire day's worth of flying. So, you know, we left here around 6 o'clock in the morning, and then we got there around 6 o'clock p.m., mm. you know. So, and that was with getting five hours of our day back to us. So by the time we landed, it was almost midnight. It was like 11 o'clock over here in Nashville. So an entire Good day day. of flying. Ugh, that's rough. Yeah, but it was worth it. <laughs> it was, uh, it's a good trip, but... Hawaii's great. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the the uh, foamy suds mm. that they produce on the Big Island. Foamy suds. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kick us off real quick. Sure. Uh, so today we're going to be drinking from two different breweries. Uh, we went to uh, four total, four or five. Oh. Uh, so I kind of just, you know, one of them was, so I guess in chronological order, uh, we started out at Kona, Kona Brewing. Um, that's stuff that you can get here stateside. Mm. So uh, uh, Kona Big Wave, Longboard, it's just, you know, they are a very mass distributed beer yeah. um, that you can get all the way back here in Tennessee. Okay. So, you know, it's pick it up in a six pack at Kroger, Publix, whatever. We stopped there. Mm. Good beers, great food. Their pizza was phenomenal. Nice. Um, the energy was just real chill, mm. you know, kind of island vibe over there. Uh, but I didn't want to spend too much time focusing on that because right. you know you can get ninety percent of what they produce here. True. True. Um, <clears throat> so that not necessarily what I was hoping to go for. Mm. 
Uh, but the the next stop we went to was Ola Brew. Ola. O-L-A. And I will tell you, Mitch, I ordered a flight of IPAs, and there <laughs> were seven of them. I saw that monster flight. <laughs> they were amazing. <laughs> Every single beer they had was great. And I will tell you, if you can, if you can produce a session IPA with a lot of flavor, you know exactly what you're doing. Uh-huh. And they're... they're uh, they call it the hazy or yeah, the hazy IPA. It was it was session. It was like four point five five percent. I mean, it was really low alcohol, hazy as anything, and just loads of flavor. Oh, it was amazing. Um, but that being said, they only had a few specific beers that they had in cans, uh, so I wasn't able to really bring anything. They had a triple IPA. They had a milkshake IPA that was really solid. Wasn't really able to get any of those because they were just kind of one-off batches. Mm-hmm. You know, what they do there is the equivalent of probably a bearded iris oh, over okay. there. Something new every other week. You know, I think we stopped in there four times while we were on our trip, and they had something different every, like a, a new beer on tap every single time. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was amazing. But what I brought back was the uh, their regular IPA, mm. and it's good. It's really solid. Um, I want to drink this beer. Let's get into All it. Right, cool. It, I like the cans. They're a little different. Yeah. Um, they the, So the cans over there, if you look at it, and we'll post this on the, the Foamy Heads Instagram page, but if you look at the cans, they're almost kind of um, almost like a, a rib or at the top. Kind of, They almost kind of look like crushed at the top a little bit. That's how you can tell you know, a, a can from Hawaii. So it's, and, and all of the beers are like that. This is the other one we'll be drinking here in a little bit. You can see it's kind of got the same thing. That's from a different brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really good, but go ahead and get nice. this pulled up. <laughs> I think I got too much foamy head on that one. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, uh, we just, we, we had a little shout out from poor choice of words and, uh, let's, uh, yeah, I believe, (laughs) yeah. So poor choice of words, uh, another podcast in the area, they just, they posted on their, on their Instagram page and they tagged us with a beer with a pretty good looking foamy head. And they asked this head was foamy enough for us. <laughs> and we could uh, retort with this foamy uh, head. I if think you we're want. about to. So guest host DJ from time to time loves to <laughs> comment on my, uh, my pores. Yeah. And he likes to say that I am an aggressive pour. <laughs> I would say that is accurate. Could you go ahead and grab a shot of those glasses yeah. and just tell them you need to be a more aggressive with your pour or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of something fun to say, but it was go. sweet of them to shout out like that. I got that one right there. Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, you got the audio mixer in the back, so that's good, or the, the track. So. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Thank Here you for go. bringing these back. Absolutely. So kind of running down this one real quick, uh, just a simple West Coast IPA. It's got Simcoe, Citra, and uh, Cascade Hops on it. Uh, in it, I should say, brewed by Ola Brewing in uh, Kailua Kona, Hawaii. Kailua uh, Kona. Yep, it's not very. Uh, it's not super high in ABV, six point five percent, fifty five IBUs. Um, it is. It is the quintessential West Coast IPA, kind of with a Hawaiian spin on it. Uh, 
so it's you know they they west coast you kind of think real danky super hoppy yeah um <clears throat> i'd say on a scale of one to ten it's probably around an eight mm. in terms of like how west coast is this beer right so i mean like when when they say west coast how west coast is this beer you know it's it's not super aggressive like a west coast like a say a beer from san diego would be but they do a very good job and it's a very drinkable ipa so it's super it's super good it looks like a west coast ipa it's it's relatively clear it's not hazy at all right um it's got that golden color to it uh with a pretty decent foamy head that just likes to stay of course that could be my aggressive pouring i mean it also has a nice nose too Yes. I've been admiring it here. It's definitely, it's more, it's dank smelling. Yeah. It's got that hop, that West Coast hop profile flavor smell to it. It smells wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does. Sometimes it is just the way it is. You know? <laughs> Man, I'm going to go ahead and dive in with Let's a Let's jump sip. in. Hmm. Right off the bat, with uh, the nice little bitter tingly, uh, yeah. tingliness. Yep. Whoa. Clean. So you, you can kind of see where I'm getting at, though. Like the 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 hops definitely stay with you. Yeah. You know, even after the sip, like I've still got some hop profile, mm-hmm. you know, in my mouth, and <clears throat> it's definitely got that West Coast vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not turned up to eleven, like say a Stone Ruination or a Ruin Ten, or maybe Very like true. a um a green flash beer which we can't get here anymore but right you know how west coast does yeah their ipas this one's got like a lighter uh taste and something i'm trying to put my my tongue on it if that's, if that's, <laughs> i think no i think you're i think you're right i think it's the abv okay um west coast ibas normally don't clock in around six or six and a half percent they're a little heavier than that mm-hmm this one is a little bit lighter, you know, right at six and a half percent. So it's not that it's not that super heavy West Coast IPA style that you're used to drinking. It's lighter it is. in a sense that you can drink it pretty fast as, you know, you've got just I, a one or two sips left already. Yeah, it goes down really quick because I was trying just to get more flavor on my palate. And yeah, um, that hoppiness sticks, but it's also super light, like we were saying. I, I can't. <laughs> extract anything more from that this is almost like what i would consider more of a lawnmower ipa okay if i was to fuse those two styles together a little bit easy drinking yeah hot day it may be six something percent but it's still light Mm -hmm. it still feels light. yeah and it'll get you there a little quicker than other kind of like uh what do you call them lawnmower beers and stuff than a typical lawnmower beer yeah I think um, this one's flavor is better too. Yes, much better than a lawnmower <laughs> beer. Yes, and I will say uh, these guys know what they're doing. So I I don't know the connection um, in terms of if they have outside help. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they've been around too long, but these guys know exactly what they're doing. So you walk in and they've got, and they're not just a brewery. They're a they're a brewery and cidery. Oh. as well so i mean they had seven ipas one of which was a triple one with which was a session uh and then another one was a milkshake Whoa. uh and then of course they had this one uh and then they had 
um, a regular hazy IPA. They just call it Mo Hazy. Mo Hazy. Um, they had the the Da Hazy, which was the the session, and then the Mo Hazy, which was regular. So they, I mean, they had, and of course, a couple more. Um, and then they had ciders. Mm. Uh, they had a dragon fruit and lychee cider that just looked amazing. Uh, my wife ended up drinking it every time we went there, and they distribute to brewer, you know restaurants around the area. So nice. everywhere you go, they had that cider on tap, and she probably had it five or six times wherever we went. Oh, man. And then they have seltzers, and they have teas as well. So spiked teas, spiked seltzers. Uh, so they kind of do it all, but they do it all well. Mm-hmm. They have a stout, um, which I did not have uh, while I was there, but we'll be getting into that later. Yeah. it was. They were good. They were solid. It was a very open space. They were very good with not only social distancing, but keeping everybody safe because Hawaii, even mm-hmm. right now, is still very not locked down, but they're still very conscious of what's going on around them. So mask indoors, no matter whether or not you're vaccinated. Right. Um, <clears throat> every other table is left open. Yeah, yeah. It's just the it's the Hawaiian lifestyle. Makes sense. Plus, I mean, you're surrounded by water in a smaller land space. I guess that. I mean, I would kind of want the overall mandate stick a little yeah. more because it's all out of towners mm-hmm. coming in. I mean <laughs> 100% Hawaii is a big destination for vacation and travelers from the mainland yeah. and other countries. That that would worry me as a person that lives there all of that foot traffic and you don't know where people been. They're all STDs coming in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I felt like an STD just rolling up into a local brewery like hey I'm from Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're like, oh, you guys are the place. That, that's the place that people don't believe that, that coronavirus <laughs> is real, right? When we look at the charts, you're radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> God. We're yeah. the state that they don't want to. Matter of fact, when we got off the plane, mm. we had to submit information prior to. And, you know, being from being from the mainland, it doesn't know whether or not you've had a vaccine, uh, whether or not you can show proof that you have your vaccine card. They require a COVID test. Oh. Negative test within three days, and no, no earlier. Wow! Before your takeoff. Oh man! And you have to upload all that. They want to know where you're staying, the license plate of your car. Oh man! All of that <laughs> stuff. So they're like, "Oh, you guys are from from the southeast of the United States. Like, we need a little extra info on uh, you." I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. It it's how it is, man. Rules the rules. They're protecting kinda. their city. You know their mm-hmm. their their area. Yeah. It's just a, it's still a wild time mm-hmm. over, well, eh, six months and seven months now. Yeah. Seven months into the year after. <laughs> we're, we're two years into the two week flattening the curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But that was good. That was awesome. So I finished it way too quick because it feels more sessionable than it should be. Okay. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I think you're right. Six and a half percent is not too heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you think bearded iris, when you think southern grist, when you think living waters, when you think uh, tenfold, when mm-hmm. you think crazy gnome. You know, when you think of the the breweries around us, six and a half is. I mean, a little lower now. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a session by any means, but it's not over the top. Yeah, you know, crazy, and even. Bearded Irish won't call their stuff a double until it hits, you know, like eight and a half percent. Sorry, eight percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most IPAs here are around seven, seven and a half percent. That's true. 
So I mean, you know, everything's everything's a little bit more chill. Everything's lighter in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and and their IPAs are just like that as well. Keeping it casual. Keeping it casual. Shout, shout out, out San Diego. <laughs> yeah, shout out Casual Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Um, they had a they had a triple IPA there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was eight and a half percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wouldn't really consider that to be a triple over here. Mm. But when it's 85 90 degrees and super humid kind of like what it yeah. is now but it's it's a different kind of humid mm-hmm. over there because you're surrounded by the ocean yeah you know you want something lighter you don't want 10 11 percent ipas all. they just don't sell well over there right it's too much yeah too much that's exactly how to put it yeah so you know they kind of clock things they dial it back a little bit it makes sense. It's all regional, really. So it's the same reason why we have stouts in the middle of the hot seasons. I mm-hmm. mean, why not? Why? <laughs> I mean, I want I want a stout in the middle of the season. You know, yeah. it's it's almost summertime right now. In fact, it is summertime, and we're going to be drinking a stout here in a, in oh, a little bit. We got several stouts. We got to get into past that stout too. Oh yeah, eventually. Like uh, you know, uh, the focus isn't myth- mythos, but we still got a mythos we to still catch have up them. on. Yeah. There's another coming out soon, oh. and I have two of their barrel-aged releases. Um, I don't remember their names, but I've got two big-ass bottles. Ah. So we've got a lot of stouts from Living Waters to catch up on. We've got you know Three Floyd stuff. We've got a Black Tuesday. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's now like... 11 years age yeah and it's we'll be drinking those into the winter time this year yeah i mean so we might as well just start now yeah even when it's winter time we'll be drinking it It'll we got be a good. backlog so it's a good problem to have absolutely what's that, that was good what was your so what was your final rating on that your final thoughts so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a nice little comfortable four okay because uh this is one that you know, I, I would definitely want to try this on tap because it was stayed so fresh on the can. Yeah. That, it tasted light, fresh, slammable, if you want to use that okay. term. What I don't know what kids are using it on tap these days. but Youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sessionable, I think, is another hot word. But uh, I would definitely count this as more sessionable, in okay. my opinion, just because uh, I'd, I'd have it in the fridge and I'd just be able to throw it back. Yeah. I agree. I think that was a that was a good synopsis. I would I would rather I would rate it around that as well. Uh, probably give it closer to a three six or a three seven. Mm-hmm. Definitely within that that range of <clears throat> of that of that good beer would definitely have again category. Hell yeah! Sorry, I was admiring the can. Uh, for those of you that can't see, all of you. Um, so the can is ribbed at the top, like you were talking about mm-hmm. before. A lot of Japanese cans. Like if you buy Japanese import coffees or anything that are canned, have the same ribness. Oh, and you can't crush that shit easily. But with American cans, we use such thin aluminum mm-hmm. that we crush the cans. It's like almost you're you you haven't grown up in America if you don't crush a can. Wait, but you can crush that can, can't you? Oh yeah, you can definitely. It's just right in the middle. Yeah, it's a uh, super crushable. But the that top, top that top does not bend. Yeah. So it's a fusion between kind of two worlds, you know. They 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 took on the aspect of wanting to reduce casualties to the lip and mm-hmm. the overall like, you know, it, it, if it falls the right way, it'll pop and spew. Yeah, I'm sure that's still the case with this design, but I appreciate the extra ribbed uh, for our pleasure. For everybody's pleasure. <laughs> that's right. Uh, top because it, it's not easy. 
you can't dent it easily. No. So, uh, you know, it, it's a little more durable. So I was admiring that. And that's every that's every can in Hawaii. So, I mean, that's wild. Okay. there's IPA, ciders, sodas. I mean, Pepsi's and Cokes look the same way over there. Ooh. So um, they, there's a reason they do it. Then. I feel like it. You know, they all source probably from the same. Most of this stuff comes from, you know, from the island. Mm-hmm. You know, so getting those, it'd be a lot more expensive to transport them over from the mainland. So they probably all just source from somewhere on the island, and they're probably only one or two yeah. production companies that create these cans. So they got it on lock. Yeah. Even Kona's, when you find, like, when you find them in bottles over here, you can find them in bottles over there, and the bottles look the same, but the cans mm. look like the ribbed cans, okay. whereas the ones over here look like a regular soda can. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so jumping into the next one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is a little bit different. Um, I don't know if I wanted to um, start with the IPA first and then move to the pale ale, but that's mm. what we ended up doing. So I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Uh, but I, but this is kind of, I feel kind of in the same category. So this is 5.4%. So uh-huh. it's a little bit less, uh, but it's got a ton of flavor for a pale ale. So normally we would drink a pale ale first, at right. least I would, and then jump into a West Coast IPA. And that's probably still the, the route we should have gone. But I don't feel like that I'm doing any injustice here by having this one next because there's still a load of flavor cool. uh, from this one. So this is from Hilo uh, Brewing Company. Yeah, this is on the opposite side of the island. So it was about an hour and a half of a drive, uh, uh, probably a little bit more than that hour and 45 maybe two hours from where we were at ola brewing to the other side of the island because it's that big mm. um but the the thing that i like about Hilo brewing is i walked in they had seven beers that was it huh there was no i have three hazies i've got one session i've got one west coast i've got a red no they had a pale ale an ipa a red ale a brown ale a porter um, a stout, and then like a wheat beer, and then a Hefeweizen, and then they were out of the IPA. Uh. So it was it was kind of like I walked in and ordered a flight, and I was like, I just want a flight, and they're like, cool. They didn't ask me what I wanted. I go, mm-hmm. well, you know, do I get to pick? And he was like, nope, you're getting one of everything. <laughs> okay. Can't complain about that. Right. I'll take it. My only, so I can complain about it and I will because the one I wanted was the IPA and that was the one that they were out of, which is fine. I ended up having it. I looked for it everywhere. Couldn't find it. Turns out that, um, talked to a couple of beer shops and and liquor stores where they normally carry kilo cans and they didn't have anything. And from what I understood, they were having some a little bit of trouble on the canning production line so they weren't getting anything in so it made sense that i couldn't find it matter of fact this was the only this was the only six pack that i could find anywhere that i went i found it on a shelf in target and it was the last uh what six pack so you got lucky to even get the cans i don't even think it was where it was supposed to be there was like some end cap that had clearance stuff and then it just happened to have hmm. the six. But somebody made a decision and took something else and put that one back. And I came through and grabbed it. Nice. So, you want to pop into it? Let's do it. All right. That was a good Ooh. one. Oh, it, it kind of. A little foamy. It got excited. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. See if I can do this one a little bit better, Mitch. <laughs> I don't think it yeah, a pourer could even no this isn't mitigate. gonna 
So I will say these these cans made the trip from um, Hawaii back into Nashville, and it traded planes three or four times. Yeah, inside luggage <laughs> got shaken up a lot. Yeah, I watch the mixer. Sorry, Mitch. It's all good. It surprises me that this one did it, and the IPA did not. Yeah, I, uh, I'm still curious how. Even after settling, though, it mm -hmm. just stayed stirred up, yeah. I guess. Uh, but this is good. So while we're letting that, that foamy head kind of dissipate, yeah. uh, the Monakia Pale Ale, or I'm sorry, Monakia Pale Ale uh, from Hilo Brewing Company, 5.4%, um, loads of flavor. I can't wait. Yeah. Tons of flavor for a pale ale. And, and I, I hate that I say that because I would normally go for an IPA over a pale ale any day. It's just a mm -hmm. little that kind of that extra turn knob up, you know? Right. Um, but that's not to discredit a pale ale. Ah. I just feel I'd feel I'd go for an IPA more than a pale ale. But I don't feel bad for drinking this after the West Coast IPA from uh from Ola. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this can hold its own. Awesome. I feel like it's not going to be as heavy as or you know as dense as the west coast mm. ipa that we have from Ola, but i feel like it's it stands on its own two legs yeah yeah i've already i'm kind of getting a nose for it and it's got already a nice floral kind mm -hmm. of hit floral right off the nose yeah 100 this is and this is what i like about Hilo brew is there is no as i kind of said earlier there's they don't have 10 styles of one thing in tesla there i kind of equate them to uh, there's a brewery here in Murfreesboro, and the name is slipping my mind. They have a collegiate program with MTSU. Something project. Um, project. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the lines that they carry. Hot project. Uh, hot project. No, that's a different thing. Well, I guess what I what I'm getting at is they brew one style of every beer, and I and I feel like that eliminates. And I actually posted on this on the Foamy Heads Instagram page mm. when I was there, and I. It, when they make something, they take the guesswork out of having to order a beer. They just say, okay, here's an IPA, here's a pale ale, mm. here's a red ale. They, when you walk in, you don't say, oh, I'm just curious, you know, what is this one or, you know, what is this going to taste like or which IPA should I choose? They eliminate all that guesswork for you. They just simply say, hey, here's our IPA and here's their pale ale. So I feel like eliminating that, that need to make that decision can be easy especially if you know you've had a few beers already and you want to go in and have something else they're just going to say okay here you go here's your beer yeah you know so i, I appreciate that Man. oh i see you pulled up the uh on the foamy heads instagram page the Hilo brewing i did i was uh, i was saying if if the uh mention of the other beer place was no on um hop hop springs hop springs Ah, Hop okay. Springs yeah. is the brewery I'm thinking of. So okay. they're kind of an extension of, um, they have a couple of other names. Um, oh God, it's killing me now. They got several names, but there's several different subcategory brewery names underneath, you know, mm. the one, but Hop Springs is kind of like where the college students, you know, when they have a, when they're at the, the yeast or the hop, you know, the agriculture, the agricultural Mm -hmm. you know, degree at the university and they want to learn how to brew and make all that kind of stuff. You know, this is where they do their learning yeah. at Hop Springs. And you and I went there one time. Yep. 
you know, and we just, and we had, they kind of had one of just one basic style of everything. Yeah. They kept it pretty traditional overall, um, variety, but no kind of like, uh, experimental things or different strains of hops or anything. They kept it very to the point. Yep. So I, and I appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, uh, I think what the goal going there was a new brewery. Let's drink. And it was just the traditional style. Yep. So, you know, it's good and bad yeah. in one eye, but we just didn't know what we were getting into when we went. So that kind of made my experience go down at, at that point. But later on, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I, that's my own attitude getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that makes sense. You're, 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 I think they're catering to a different kind of beer drinker yeah. than you yes. or than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of more of a, oh, yeah, I like IPAs. Mm-hmm. okay we'll have this one okay cool or somebody goes hey richard do you like ipas they're like oh yeah hazy sessions double triple uh-huh. dry hopped all this kind of stuff they're, <laughs> they're just like uh you know well here's an india parallel <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get yeah you get one of that style uh-huh. and i feel that's what we're getting here okay we're getting the traditional parallel kind of with a hawaiian spin on it. it it's got a great nose and i think it's ready let's try a sip let's i'm admiring it real quick uh a little haze yeah a little bit of haze uh it's got some caramel color to it mm-hmm. a little copper tone yeah yeah i dig it foamy that- head finally dissipated little legs staying on the side it looks bready it's mm-hmm. a little amber and bready curious if it tastes like that too on your on your palate yeah mm. Tasty. Yeah. I was wondering what those pops were. It's fireworks. Okay. So I don't know if the mixer's picking up on it or not. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> but I definitely, I, I, was, I see you looking around. You're like, what's going on? I'm trying to figure out well, we, what we, Mitch is looking at. and We got our cans on our ears and, you know, hearing a little pop, pop, pop. And I'm like, am I kicking the table or <laughs> what am I knocking something over? Because I'm a fidgeter anyway. So yeah. I, I immediately am thinking, what am I doing to cause this noise? It's just outdoors. Somebody's shooting fireworks off right now. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they can pick up on it, but I don't know. It's, it's not you. It's them. Tis the season. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're not kidding about flavor. Yeah. Um, kind of sugary on my tongue a okay. little bit. There's maltiness, a little bit of that dry kind of hoppy hit mm-hmm. on the back of my tongue. Um, all things I like. It's bready. And this is a five something percenter too. That's a uh, interesting. Yeah, five point four. So, it, it, a lot of punch in this package here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm liking it. Um, it stands on its own. It it really does. It, it's flavor sticking around too. Kind of like that other one. They know how to keep something on your tongue after it's already washed away. Mm-hmm. So that that's really surprising. I want to look up. I don't. I need to. I want to look it up on Untapped real quick because I can't. Mauna Kea. Pale Ale, 5.4%. Yeah, 42 IBUs, named after the most majestic mountain oh. on the island of Hawaii. Mauna Kea Pale Ale is an American pale ale brewed with the finest malts and hops from the U.S. Northwest. Mauna Kea Pale Ale is a medium copper in color with a superbly well-balanced hop flavor. So the, the flavor profiles mm. on... Um, 
untapped is light, sweet, malty, hoppy, and can liner. I don't know Ooh. what that's about. Can liner. Can liner. That's one thing that I'm not sure of. But um, <clears throat> they they definitely mentioned sweet. Mm-hmm. And you kind of said there's a little bit of a sugary yeah. profile. And I didn't pick up on that the first time. It's like right I had it, but I definitely taste it now. Yeah. And it could be that I've never had it in a can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it on draft. So I don't know if there's something there at play. Maybe. Maybe it's just a little stronger in, after canning than it is on tap. Yeah, it could be that. Or, you know, I, I had four, five, six beers you <laughs> this know, is true. In, a, in a flight. And now I'm getting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to I'm just having a couple of sips if I'm having my flight. Yeah, yeah. That's a damn good beer. Mm-hmm. So you can see why I kind of said that, you know, if we would have had it first and then the IPA second, I think we still would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing it this way, I don't, I don't think just, I don't think it sacrificed any of the flavor of the pale ale. Yeah, no, not at all. So it's good. Um, big, big ups to Hilo Brewing Company. Mm. Yeah, I'm enjoying this one a lot. Yeah, the last one's just, you know, it was so crushable i'll I'll use that again i I just powered through it this one i've taken several sips of but i'm sitting there letting it i'm tasting it a lot more this one does not drink as fast as the west coast Uh -uh. you're right kind of weird yeah (laughs) less less abv Mm -hmm. by about a percentage yeah pale ale and not an ipa Mm -hmm. pale ale not a west coast ipa yeah but still has enough flavor to where you're just sipping on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't expect much from Hawaii, but I didn't know the beer scene had made it over there. And I, I agree. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's a little bit of a flex, but this is not the first time I've been to Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> so we went a couple of years ago before uh, before my son was born. Um, <laughs> And, and we were the only ones that knew at the time that Gavin was traveling with us. We hadn't yet made it known to family. But while we were there, Rachel wasn't able to drink, mm-hmm. you know, because she was with child. Oh. So, you know, we but we went to a different island. We went to we went to uh, Oahu. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we stayed at Waikiki Beach and the beer scene there. It's kind of what I think you expect the Hawaii beer scene to be. Everything was like super light, super mm-hmm. tropical, very, I'll use the term crushable because yeah. I think you nailed it uh, with the last one on that flavor profile, but they just didn't have a lot, you know? Yeah. I wasn't disappointed, but you come to Nashville, man. <laughs> you hit yeah. Bearded Irish, Southern Grist, Living Waters, Crazy Gnome. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit all these... These breweries, and they're not just popping up and producing regular ass beers. No. Tailgate, you know, they're doing they're doing a lot. Black Abbey, they're doing unique stuff. Yeah, and you just I don't feel like you get that <clears throat> over there in mm-hmm. Hawaii. So I really didn't expect greatness um, going back to Hawaii this time to a different island. But yeah. again, you know, Hilo, I think as for a for a brewery that produces just kind of one of each beer, they just, they nailed everything. That's awesome. Everything they had was good. Their red ale was good. Their Hefeweizen was mm. solid. Um, their porter was great. Their wheat beer, their lager was just super like crisp and flavorful. Like I enjoyed the hell out of a lager. It's something I don't do very often. Yeah. But when in Rome, <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. 
but everything everything from Hilo was solid and everything from Ola was solid. And cheers to Hawaii craft beer, man. Mm -hmm. mm. <sighs> That's a really good last sip. Yeah. So and we went so to good. we went to a couple of other breweries. Um <clears throat> just running them down real quick. Um the Big Island uh, Big Island Brew Haas was one that kind of we took one day where we just traveled around what they call Hawaiian Belt. It's basically the same road that goes around the perimeter of the Big mm. Island. Uh, and we visited a couple of breweries here and there. Big house? Big uh beer, Big beer. Island Beer Haas. Beer Haas. So like or brew, Big Island Brew Haas. Brew Haas. Yeah, German kind of got a German vibe to it. Outdoor environment. Um, that was one that I didn't plan on hitting. We were just driving, and we just happened to see it. And, mm. and Rachel was like, "Oh yeah, let's let's go in here." I was I was seeing that on Google the other day, so we stopped in little kind of outside, kind of hut looking type place, and they just had tons of beer, and they were all really good. They they had a um, they had a Baltic porter. I feel that you would have really enjoyed. Heck yeah! Um, and it was true Baltic porter style. Man. Um, and then they had a, they kind of had a chocolate porter. They had stouts. They had an IPA. Uh, everything they brewed was really good. Nice. You know, um, I wouldn't say that they were my favorite brewery. I definitely say Ola was my favorite. Uh, but I mean, you know, we visited quite a few places. But I think uh, Ola takes the cake. Mm. And we have one more that we're getting into that mm. not only you but I have not had either. But it is a barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout from oh. Ola Brew. But I think we're going to need a rinse break before that. Sounds good. We'll be right back. And we're back. Oh, We're in for a treat. <coughs> Excuse me. There you go. That's what two <laughs> beers will do to you. Right off the bat there. <laughs> On my return, I'm burping. So this one's going to be good. Uh, I just put my elbow in spilled pale ale. I should have grabbed a napkin on my way out. You got a towel right there. Eh, fuck it. It's too far away. All right. This is going to be good. Yes. Uh, so just kind of to foreshadow, I have not had this beer. Okay. Um, matter of fact, I, I know they had a stout on tap when I went. I did not have it. I don't think this is the same one. I feel like this is a different one because this is not, not just a... Um, a regular stout but this is a milk stout but mm. not only that a russian imperial milk stout but not only that it's barrel aged as well man uh so barrel aged russian imperial milk stout uh with kona grown cacao nibs Whoa. so chocolate straight from the island okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> 12 fluid ounces looking for the abv you saw it earlier mitch i did oh yeah it was at the front 9.7, IBU. So it's definitely not going to be hoppy, hoppy. Uh, but I feel like there's going to be a little bit of bitterness to it. I'm looking forward to it. What have we had the Russian mm. Imperial Stouts before? Uh, what would we like in this too without getting into it? Well, I know Old Rasputin is one. Yep. That's it the one is. I was thinking of. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, I have had the barrel-aged version of that. Ooh, and? It's amazing. Okay. It's super smooth, dark, heavy, and uh, there's a little bit of, I, I want to say, to memory's sake, some chocolate okay. bitterness. But I, I don't quite remember what barrels it was aged in or anything either. So yeah. I'm missing a little bit of information on it. It was just really damn good okay so with this one uh you know milk stouts love and hate relationship with them yeah 
usually heavier than I care for. Okay. But um, Imperial and Barrel Age mm -hmm. really brings me in. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, being Imperial and having that heavier hitting kind of uh, beverage that just kind of takes you over the hill a little bit more with the barrel aging process. There's going to be a little sweetness to it and more body, in my opinion, with both of those elements going on. So uh, I'm a, I'm expecting a heavy hitter. I think we're going to get one, too. Um, this is a collaboration brew. Ola Brew Company with um, Pond Farm Brewing Company. I don't know. They're a brew pub in California. Oh. So this is a little bit of crap collaboration. A bourbon barrel aged with Kona grown cacao and lactose. A Russian Imperial stout is extra rich with smooth, chocolatey deliciousness. Flavor profiles mm. that untapped users have checked in. Boozy, sweet, barrel aged. I think that's kind of common. We expected that. Rich and brandy. Brandy. Yeah. Interesting. So I've only had a few brandies myself. Okay. So um, very curious about that. Average rating four point one. Okay. On Untapped, so that's nothing to that's nothing to shy away from. But then again, we've we've had multiple discussions about Untapped ratings before. <laughs> yes. uh, the Wild West. They're great for <laughs> I guess the public, but horrible for the brewers. Yes. Because <laughs> the brewer is making what they would expect to be perfect. I know we talked it's to their uh, vision. Yes. <laughs> And then sitting there saying, oh, this is a really great brew, you know, three and a half out yeah, of five. And they're and like, half. what the hell? Like, if you put that on a grading curve, <laughs> you know, they may, that's a 70. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a C. Like, yeah. I mean, you didn't fail. No, but it's not good. But you didn't study, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, three and a half out of five for me, three and a half. Hell, yeah, I'll drink this again. And yes. I'm, I'm sure they're looking at this. Like, and we've had this discussion yes. with almost every, you know, brew interview that we've talked to. Crazy Gnome comes to uh -huh. mind. You know, but I get it. They were fresh on the block, and it was a good uh, subject to kind of break into. And uh, everyone, users, brewers, hosts, bartenders, everyone universally hates Untapped for something. Yeah, and we can all agree it's not great. But we can also agree that the user base loves it. Yeah, and it makes them feel like extra while they're at your brewery being a judge and whatnot but you know it is a love-hate relationship it is it's it's one of those untapped is great because if you're a verified venue and you keep your shit up to date that's a good point i i i stroll into town and i go where can i drink and i hit untapped verified venues i find the closest place that has a good list and i go yes on the flip side if you're a brewer and you're looking at people checking the beers, yeah. you know, and you're getting ratings from two all the way up to five. You know, you don't really know what to think. Right. It's not like Google reviews where you better be a four or five, five, you know. Otherwise, I'm not going to that exactly. place. Then it's seen like you suck. Yeah. Three stars. Oh, I'm not. So he broke somebody. Right. I'm not going to that guy. You know, you know? Yeah. but beers, it's not that way, but. I'm I'm assuming majority's against me in that opinion. Mm -hmm. So um, we always took it, and it made sense to us to say three. I'd have again anything less than a three is like eh, probably not. Three five is a great beer. Yeah. Four is amazing, mm -hmm. and then anything four two five four five four seven, and then five. Of course, you can get into the like tenth decimals if yeah. you're a paid guy and switch to that. <laughs> but uh, 
anything above that to me is almost a legendary status but that mentality is i'm not i don't want to give a beer a five because to me that means the beer is perfect yeah and there could always be something to improve upon right but the brewery is expecting and hoping you give them that five because they're producing what they think is the perfect version of that style i would hope untapped takes all this chatter into uh, uh thought and do kind of a multi-level, just two ratings. There's the general. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this beer, good or bad? Plain and simple. Five is like good. Yeah. Make that known to people. Like, you, did you like the beer? Five. Yes, I really liked it. But give us a snob scale. A snob scale rating. Yeah. Where brewers don't need to take that one serious. You know what I yeah. mean? But it gives people to be like... However, the yeast strain used in this, and uh, you know, it's just not my thing. Three, four, three, five. That's where <laughs> the rating system could be shoved into that's currently in place. Yeah. Because everyone's a snob on it, you know. But it, when a brewer just wants to know if it's good or bad, yeah. Like, give it a yes or no answer kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. There's, there's some play there. If I want to read the snob review, then I'll read the snob review. Yeah. I just want to know am I brewing this beer? To meet the expectations of the style that you're expecting yes. to receive. Is yeah. this a pale ale? Is this an IPA? Beer on point, yes or no. Something like that. And you go, yes, and here's my snob rating. Maybe. Yeah. maybe that's a simpler thing. Would you drink it again is a good, like, right next to a rating scroll. Mm-hmm. Drink it again? Yeah. Untapped, if you're listening... I'm sure they're not. No, they're not. (laughs) But if anybody wants to chime in and like hit us up or, you know, comment on something, it's just like, I'm curious, what would be a good thing for brewers on untapped? Because they want to know what's selling good, what people are enjoying. But when you rate a three, five or anything less than a five, they can't take it seriously. Right. It's all still word of mouth. So this app does nothing for brewers. Mm -hmm. Actively does nothing for them. Yeah. They, the only thing it does for them is if they have their venue verified and keep it up to date, it brings people in. Right. Which is the most important thing of the app, in my opinion. Love, hate relationship. Yeah. And if Google would wrap that shit into their map, their map. That would be great. It'd be, there you go. Here's the location and here's the unverified on tap scroll of what's on tap come on google we know you can do it <laughs> yeah but you know it's one of those things that you know very curious in another 10 years what are we gonna have beer tracker wise like you can just open up the app and foot walk all to all things <laughs> virtually <laughs> stumble around till yeah. you find it well let's see if ola bruth thinks that this is worthy of a 4.11 yeah let's do it. that four one one saying as uh is worth wait four one one sounds familiar i'm gonna google it while we pour four one one is the information line oh yeah 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 there we go the angel number angel okay Oh. Woo. Mitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boozy as fuck. Oh, like. I smell it, dude. Yeah. So it's it's got that tight bubble 
foamy head, right? Mm-hmm. That milky, I mean, it's a, it's a Russian imperial milk style. This is exactly what you expect. It's got those tiny foam bubbles um, on top. It's not like one of those, it's not like the, the foamy head from an IPA that dissipates. Rather than the fact, I mean, this is something that floats on top of the beer. Yeah, these bubbles are all uh, all over the place. They're not the same size. No. It's very, it, I mean, definitely dark, mm-hmm. obviously. Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, you can't see through that. Uh-uh. Super boot. Yeah, that nose is. I definitely, can't... I don't pick up barrel-aged uh-uh. banana. It has a sweetness like a banana. I don't know what that is. But I, I don't know either. Okay. On the nose. Yeah. I smell a little bit of chocolate. I went ahead and had some foam. A little chocolatey. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm diving in. Huh. That's smooth. That is not... Well, the... It's on the end. It is. The the strong kind of the the burning sensation is on the end. Oh, I'm going in again. That's weird. I have a comment on this beer. Hmm. Definitely a milk stout because it's heavy, and uh, it, it's got that like uh, I I don't know exactly how to put my finger <clears throat> on it, but it, it's the milk stouts always have a certain kind of weight taste and feel when mm. i drink them <clears throat> and then i i immediately just kind of have like a i'm full feeling yeah <laughs> and the booziness here is not till the end no like you were saying and it's kind of a nice charming little taste though right at the end like hit yeah it, it's not all the way through it yeah that that was very similar to the comment i was going to make so uh, additionally i will add on top of the fact that the booziness mm. comes in at the end, it's I wouldn't really even say booziness. I'd say kind of a alcohol burn feeling. Yeah. On the end, um, yeah. chocolate kind of in the middle, and a little bit of chocolate that stays with you, but mainly in the middle. It's kind of dark a, chocolate, bitter. silky in mm. a way. Silky. Yeah. Was that the word you were looking for earlier? I think so. Okay. It, it's like it's silky right there. Yeah. And it's a it lingers with the bitterness of chocolate. Right. But one additional comment I'll make to what what you said, just to kind of tack onto it, it smelled a lot more barrel aged than it tastes. Yeah, the nose is a lot more. I, I expected, heavy. you know, kind of when we had those. Um, <clears throat> well, we I mean we've we've had multiple strong imperial stouts. Yeah, you know. Um, maybe they weren't Russian, but they were definitely barrel-aged imperial like, stouts. One that takes me back is the Neapolitan. Yeah, that was a good Sagatuck. Yes, the Neapolitan milk stout. That mm-hmm. was that was barrel-aged as well. Yeah, you know they have a nitro that's not barrel-aged, but the the CO two version. <laughs> that one was so good. Else. Holy shit! Yeah, I would uh, I would have that every day if I could. Absolutely, <laughs> that would be my ice cream at night. But the but the barrel age when you when you think of barrel age you think it's going to be super boozy you think it's going to be very strong mm-hmm. on a bourbon barrel age or whiskey barrel aged or whatever yeah I don't get that from this yeah I, I don't get, either I get some strong alcohol burn on the end mm-hmm. but it smells a lot hard, more 
like heavier or harsher than the taste was. I was pleasantly surprised. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I definitely, it was different than it's what different. I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of the fun part with craft beer. You know, you, you never know what you're going to expect and then you get to pick it apart. And that's part of the journey here. And this one's made us think pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> the brain hurts a little bit right now. I'm yeah. not, Mitch, I'm not really sure what to think about this. It's a good thing. It's also medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to ponder more through every sip. I, I definitely, um, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good crafted, well crafted beer. I can definitely taste the chocolate, or I should say the cacao. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, obviously six and one, but cacao, you know, kind of is more of a dark, bitter chocolate. Yeah, and I, and I taste that. I think the sweetness comes in from the lactose. Cacao is a good safe word too. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a good safe word. <laughs> right. I don't know why I'm talking safe words with you, Mitch. Well, uh, it's from a show uh, Allison and I watched years ago, uh, Portlandia. Okay. And they had a safe word. And, and it was any time he tried to or wanted to do something playful, immediately in middle conversation or any kind of touch, cacao. And anyway, oh. and she would just keep talking kind of thing. So she just, that was the safe word. And the safe word cacao. bled into, no, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> cacao. So, this, sorry, that was my own brain. No, this is what happens when you're three beers deep. <laughs> Cacao. <laughs> Barrel-aged Russian Imperial Milk Stout from Ola Brew. Nine point, what did we say? 9.3? 9. 9.7. 9. 7. 34.5 IBUs. Uh, Pond Farm Brewing Company collaboration with Ola Brew. They did not have this on tap. I'm, I'm pretty confident that they did not have this on tap Yeah. yeah. when I was there. Um, I tried all of Ola's IPAs like we talked about at the beginning. Um, I tried a couple of their ciders. I tried... Um, what else did I try? I felt like I had... Oh, they had a Pilsner that was really solid. You've Loving been, the you've Pilsners. Been, yeah, you've been uh, kind of converting <laughs> me on that through Man. your journey into Pilsners again. It all started with that Hoppy Crisp lager from... Uh, Southern Grist. Yeah. And then Living Waters comes out with huh. their Triberg. And it's back, by the way. Yeah. So uh, get it while you can. Yes. Man, that one's a good one. Uh, lest I forget, Yazoo has an amazing Italian pilsner. It's with some sort of anniversary pills. Mm. And if they still have it, it, it's one of the best in town. Did we have that when we met up at Yazoo? I think so. That night? I think so. Okay. I, I know I would have suggested it. Yeah. But I feel like we had a Pilsner while we were there. And it's not the Daddy O Pilsner no, that you're referring to. No. It's an anniversary release. Yeah. Okay. I, I it's a longer name. I can't think of the full okay. limit. But or yeah, full term uh, or title. The uh they also had a really nice barrel aged beverage there stout wise as well, but I forget kinda. It's been two or three months. <laughs> We've drank since then. <laughs> That's true. Several times. But going back to Going back to this one, I feel like um, I know it sounds, and I don't want to put it in the same category as the the IPAs that I mm -hmm. had while I was there. But to to make a reference, I think I preferred their IPA over I over this one. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, 
I guess the only reason I would agree is because it's not solid through and through on the flavors. Mm -hmm. So if you were thinking like a, sh a chef's plate, whenever you are offered something that's high end, you want to taste every element and every bite. Okay. I kind of carry that into with milk stouts or beers in general. Sorry, I read I read the label verbatim in the largest font, milk stouts, yeah. with all the confidence. <laughs> but with beer, craft beer, whatever I should be tasting or think I'm tasting should be in every sip. Okay. And I think it does that to a degree, but it's not the through the consistency of this is where it should be. You know what I mean? Because as I got more and more in, I already finished my glass. The booziness sort of faded for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just because my palate was adapting. It was layering and cascading, whatever the term is that is there where your mind just goes. It's not there so much anymore. Maybe I didn't let it warm up enough. So the notes didn't come out. There's a few factors to go in here with, but all in all, it's not my favorite milk stout. Yeah, it's good. I agree, but it it to me it's just not one that I'm going to call back to a lot. Yeah, it, it's a Russian Imperial Milk Stout for sure, mm -hmm. but the barrel age stuff is a little weak, but it's really strong on the nose for some reason. I think if they were to, so if this was not advertised as barrel age, if this yeah. was just a Russian Imperial Milk Stout. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound bad, but I feel like I would have given it a higher rating. I think so, too. But when yeah. you tell me something is barrel-aged, you automatically set my expectations mm -hmm. to boozy, mm -hmm. whiskey or bourbon, kind of that bite, that strong bite. Right. It's higher. The bar is set higher, right? Yeah. And what was that liquor that they someone likened it to? Brandy. Brandy. Yeah. So maybe that's the thing. Like, brandy could be a lighter taste i don't agree if you like drank brandy straight it's strong as fuck but right. um is it barrel aged and brandy i don't think so but it, 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 maybe uh, uh, so it doesn't say but and this could be just me and my element of being from the mainland southeast of the united mm. states the south yeah, Jack Daniels Distillery, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel, you know, all of these Jefferson Reserve, like all of these strong bourbons and whiskeys. You know, when when you throw barrel aged in front of me, I expect barrel aged, right? And I and and not that this wasn't, but I feel like I smelled it and I go, ooh, I'm in for a really strong beer. And then I tasted it and and I was not let down, but maybe so. Maybe it was kind of like, well, I was expecting it to be stronger mm. than that, and it wasn't. I mean, I, I hate to be untapped here, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but yeah, be so untapped, man. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't quite meet my uh, initial expectations. Yeah, but you know, it was, it's still good. It's a good drink. It's over overall pretty passive of mm -hmm. a milk stout. That's barrel aged okay it's not aggressive on your palate yeah it's smooth it's got that silky middle with the chocolate and then it's got a, like a little here i am with barrel age it's not it it, it kind of like pets your tongue as it, it goes down but 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 by then i'm not interested anymore yeah yeah you know i've already been through the chocolate i've already been through the silkiness and 
And I go, well, if you're a barrel aged, I expected you up front. Mm-hmm. By the time I get to the end of the sip, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then I drink it again, going, let's see if I have a different experience. And I don't. I have the same experience over and over. I'm going to rate it first. Sure. This time. Uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Your mind was like, hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to rate it for not the overall rating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rate it for the style. Okay. And I'm going to say I'm going to say 3 5. I was around there. I feel like if I if this was going to be like it, I feel like it would have gotten probably closer to a 4 had it been um boozy up front, boozy in the beginning, boozy in the middle, super, you know, barrel aged. I think that would have gotten a higher rating from me. And again, if they would have if they would have just dropped barrel age and it was just Russian Imperial Milk Stout, I think it probably would have gotten closer to like a three eight. Yeah, you know, but it knocks it down a few points when when you set my expectations high and then I take the sip and I don't get that that yeah. barrel age. So, uh, good beer, Ola. I still love you. You guys yeah. are making solid brews, um, and this is no different. This one's really good. Yeah. Um, but I just expected a little bit more barrel age than than what I got. So yeah. three five, two thumbs up but that's what I'm sticking with. I'm going to be 375 just because I'm highly typically against milk stouts, hmm. and my ratings would probably show that. I hope I'm not lying. But <laughs> uh, barrel-aged always gives it an extra oomph, mm-hmm. especially when it's a Russian Imperial style. So 375 for me. Okay. Nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. I will drink it again. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see you have to if you're going to give a beer a three five. Yes. You're going to have to drink yes. it again. And uh, you know, on tap, I bet this is a different story. Yeah, uh, I think the canning might have done something to it, but I'm not 100 percent sure okay. because you know the bubble retention, like the head retention was nice, but the bubbles I've heard if they're not like consistent, <clears throat> it's not quite right. But yeah. I, I don't know how much truth there is to that. I am not a brewer, so gotcha. <laughs> no, makes sense. I. You might be right in that aspect. Maybe the can did something to it. I bet you this would have been probably um, not smoother, but it would probably smoother. But I think there probably would have been more punch. Yeah. On tap. I think so. If we could have found it, um, or maybe they didn't put this on tap. Maybe this maybe was not. can only. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I wonder being... if bottle aging might have been a better choice. Hmm. But I don't know. So something about that. Um, there's not a lot of bottles mm. in Coda. Uh, and I feel that <clears throat> number one, everything's more expensive yeah. in in Kona. So um, cans are definitely, and that's that's in general, canning is cheaper than bottling. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, a lot of their aluminum is you know made from 100% recyclable. So uh, you know this could this is totally compostable. Yeah, you know everything that they do in Hawaii is is for the environment. Goes for the environment. Matter of fact, you go, I go to Ola Brew and I order just a glass of water. And it was made from 100% recycled plastic. <laughs> like stuff that you would be like, you would have to pay extra for here. Right. They're just, oh, yeah, sure. They put some ice and they put it under the faucet, turn the cold water on, they give you a glass of water. 100% compostable plastic. You know, mm-hmm. th- that glass that probably would have been like half as much cost if you would have just, you know, polluted the environment <laughs> with, with cheap ass plastic. Yeah. But I think that's what they're going for here is canning okay. is cheaper. It's a little bit more environmentally friendly makes sense so maybe maybe you know i see kona had a few bottles but they're also brewing all over and sending into the mainland too um all the breweries that i went to 
you had beers to go, they were all cans. Okay. All cans. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, if there's a style of beer that's better in bottle, I just I wonder if they would do it or if there's a mandate against it or something yeah. so it prevents them. Who knows? Yeah. Final thoughts. We had three today. We had the man. Hawaii got it going on. Yeah. I like I like them, man. Uh, and they've got nowhere to go but up compared to Nashville right now, yeah. which is weird to say now. Yeah. Like the Nashville used to not be this. Five way. years ago, that yeah. wasn't the case. Yeah. So now I'm like. Mm-hmm. Nashville is really good. Craft beer mecca. Come yeah. on. And we're getting there. We are. We're close. <laughs> we are. I think Nashville's Nashville's definitely put their flag into definitely. you know into the ground. We had the Ola IPA. Mm-hmm. We had the um Monarchia Pale Ale from Hilo Brew. Mm. And then of course we came back around to the Russian Imperial Milk Stout, quote unquote barrel aged. Yeah. You know, from Ola. Out of the three, which one was your favorite? Oh. What was the name again? Molokia? Molokia? Monokia. Yeah. The pale ale. Yeah. Nice. That pale ale, all the flavor, man. Yeah. All the flavor. I agree. That was the best. Uh, the other one was a nice, you know, IPA. Uh-huh. But it, it, it was a crushable. Yep. And crushables don't stay in my mind very long because mm-hmm. they're in and out. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's it. That's, By definition. Yeah. You drink it and you move on. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the winner would be that. Okay. I agree. I think out of the three, that was my favorite as well. Um, the the Monarchia Pale Ale from Hilo. Sometimes just having, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a pale ale with all the right flavors outshines every other beer. So I Definitely. will agree. Out of the three, the Monarchia Pale Ale was my favorite as well. That was a good time, man. Yeah, I think we had a we had a few good brews today. We were able to to split three different ones uh, because we split three different cans. I'm not necessarily feeling it as right, if we same. were to, you know pound three whole beers ourselves <laughs> so i think this is a good vibe yes um cruising it was, it was a good trip hawaii was a great trip i'm very excited about what they have to offer in the brewery gang yes um i think the the bar is set high mm-hmm. uh over there with with ola brew um as well with their ipas their hazies and their triples you know like everything else that i couldn't bring back with me is really good yeah. um but in the mainland here even in the southeast we kind of win. Yeah. I think we win. Yeah. So no no disrespect because be, these guys are definitely brewing great beers. They can brew better than me. They will definitely <laughs> can brew better than me as well. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to knock it all. Very much appreciated of Ola Brew, Hilo Brew. Yes. Um, all those guys. You guys are doing great work. Please keep it up. Mitch, it was a good time tonight. Yes. I think we had fun. We drank some good beers. Um, if you're not drinking beer, start drinking beer. If you are drinking beer, keep drinking beer. If you've never had craft beer before, don't listen to us because we're just two dumbasses that just <laughs> like to drink beer. But uh, go out and find something, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers.